0: Discover the Power Within, Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I am your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. We're in the midst of wrapping up a series today titled Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, Uh which is based on the book of the same title by T. Harv Eker, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, subtitle, Mastering the Inner Game of Wealth. And I actually have taught this book much longer than I thought I was going to originally teach it, but I felt as though we needed to take our time and do the things that we need to do to make this work. What I'm going to be doing after this show, beginning next week, is uh, delving into metaphysical bible interpretation uh taking stories or doing explanations about why the new thought method of bible interpretation often called metaphysical bible interpretation is important what we do why we do it etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm gonna have some friends on with me that i feel as though can enhance the conversation and also allow you to call in and ask your metaphysical Bible questions, which I think is important because you know, when people start talking about Bible, the Bible, many times questions come up. So I'm gonna give everybody an opportunity to ask your questions. I'm gonna bring some experts on, people who I know are well versed in the methodology of metaphysical Bible interpretation, and we can have some fun. Now Before I get into the secrets of the millionaire mind's last wealth file, I want to quote, uh, read a few quotes from Eric Butterworth because I think it kind of sums up where I was trying to go with this series. This quote, or these quotes rather, are from the book Spiritual Economics by Eric Butterworth. Spiritual Economics by Eric Butterworth. The first quote is... Prosperity is a way of living and thinking, and not just money or things. Poverty is a way of living and thinking, and not just a lack of money or things. I think we, this quick explanation gives us an opportunity to reevaluate what we really think about prosperity, abundance, affluence, wealth, money, whatever. Prosperity is a way of, li- of living and thinking and not just money or things. Poverty is a way of living and thinking and not just a lack of money or things. He's talking about the psychology of money. This is what T. Harv Eker was driving home over and over again in his book. That you have to master the inner game of wealth. And the inner game of wealth. Solely takes place. In your mind. It solely takes place. In your mind. There's another quote I want to read before we go forward. This is also again. The book's. Spiritual Economics by Eric Butterworth. It states, and it is it is an important moment in your life when you discover for yourself the great truth that things may happen around you and things may happen to you, but the only thing, things that really count are the things that happen in you. I want to continue again. I want to reread that. And it is an important moment in your life when you discover for yourself the great truth that things may happen around you and things may happen to you. But the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. So what he's saying is, of course, there are going to be things that are happening around you. And of course, there are going to be things that happen to you. But you have to always be mindful that. You are functioning from cause, cause and effect, and causation is mental, that you're working with your consciousness to transform how you think, feel, believe, and how you speak, act, and react, because that will determine what you're radiating and what you're attracting and what you do and what you don't do. It's key. He goes on to say, you may have precious little control of the elements or the fluctuation of the stock market or the unpredictable behavior of people. In other words, yeah, there are going to be some things that you don't have direct control over. You can't make people do what you want them to do, even when they're in your house sometimes, because that's not your function. He goes on to say, however, you live in the world, excuse me, you live in a world of your consciousness, which is the sum total of the thoughts of your mind, and you can control what goes on in your mind, that this is not to say that it is easy, but to establish that it is possible. So you can't control what other people are doing. But you live in your own consciousness, the world of your consciousness, and you can control what's happening in your mind. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, that's not true. I have random thoughts. I have this. I have that, etc." You can control. Even when that thought comes through your mind, you can develop the discipline through prayer practice, through meditation, through concentration, through a lot of it, uh, meditation, a lot of it and concentration or pulling your mind back to the same thing over and over again, learning how to focus and what focus really means. You know, I can remember in my old uh, Kung Fu days when I would uh, stand in front of a candle in a horse stance and just punch at a lit candle. And the idea was to have enough force to cut the wind to blow out the candle. And you just have to do it over and over and over and over. You can't touch the candle. You, you you might have to stop like a half a foot before the candle, but the force has to blow the candle out. That's concentration. That's concentration. Because when you get that, if you don't discipline your mind consciously your mind will function like a a horse that's wild and when you try to put the saddle on a wild horse it's going to kick and it's going to buck it takes time to tame a horse and it takes time to tame your mind when you're used to just living off of impulse doing what you want to do especially around money you have to pull it back and do something different all right So I'm going to jump into the wealth file now, but I wanted to kind of just give some context to where we're going and why. In other words, what we're going to be covering. Okay. Wealth file number 17. Rich people constantly learn and grow. Poor people think they already know. He goes on to say, at the beginning of my live seminars, I introduced people to what I call the three most dangerous words in the English language. Those words are, I know that. So how do you know if you know something simple? You live it, you know it. Otherwise, you've heard about it, you've read about it, or you talk about it, but you don't know it. Put bluntly, if you're not really rich and really happy, there's a good chance you still have some things to learn about money, success, and life. As I've stated many times on this show before, my favorite quote in all of religion and philosophy is Emmett Fox's Fox's quote, there's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. There is no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. Because that which you understand, you can demonstrate. I understand how to drive a car because I understand that I can drive all types of cars, all types of sizes. I can can drive SUVs, I can drive vans, etc. I can drive trucks that don't have stick shifts because I understand the principles of driving. Therefore, I can demonstrate it at will. At will. when you understand something, you can demonstrate it consistently. Consistently. You know, it's like somebody who can make a dish over and over again at will. There's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. Because you're not talking about it. You understand it, you know it, and that that knowing is demonstrating itself. Now you can say, "Well, what if a person knows how to do something, but they're not doing it?" Well, I would say that that knowledge is potential power, but it's not power, because there's some other beliefs that are adulterating and interfering with the pure understanding and demonstration of a known principle. So, for instance, theoretically, a person can know that the only way you lose weight is diet and exercise. But, there are some other beliefs, too, that are conflicting with that belief. So that belief isn't dominant. is not It's not at the point of understanding it at a deep level where you, you know what to do, you know how to do it, and you put the practices in place to make it happen. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's talk about money. I know how to make money. I know how to whatever. I know what to do. Most most people don't. How How do we know? Because society will tell us, based upon the debt that the average person is in. The way a person makes money, no matter how they do it is based upon two basic things. Well, actually, the first primary thing, you have to spend less than you make. You have to figure out how to compound what's left over. So after you take care of your life, expenses and you have whatever you have left how do you work with that part that part makes the difference because people want to have prosperity and spend more money than they make you can't build wealth that way you know, you know. I told the story a few weeks back and I just saw the guy on Saturday and Sunday where um, one of the members of the church who had a decent amount of, of prosperity talked about how for for years when he was working at the job he was eating beans and rice every day for lunch because it was the only way he could figure out how to have money to invest and buy real estate and other things. So while everybody else was downtown Chicago, spending money on lunch day after day after day, he figured out, man, if I save this amount of money in a year, I would have this larger amount of money to play with for investment, for real estate and whatever. And then once you get in the game, How do I flip it? How do I turn it? How do I make it happen? So I know that already, as he says, you know, I already know will get us in a place of continuing to get results that we don't desire. He goes on to say in the book, I know that. He says, as I explained at the beginning of this book, during my broke days, I was fortunate to get some advice from a multimillionaire friend who had some compassion for my plight. Remember what he said to me. Harve, if you're not as successful as you like to be, there's something you don't know. Let's be clear. There's something you don't know because if you know it, you can do it consistently. Consistently. I could, I, I never forget a few years back when the Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots were playing in the Super Bowl for the NFL championship. And at halftime, Atlanta was up twenty-eight to three, and my buddies were calling and texting me, "Oh, this game's over, man. Atlanta is rolling downhill." And I never forget. What I told all of my friends that day, I said, "This game isn't over. New England has Mr. Brady, and they, and you know, you know, I got some laughs. Oh no, bro, I don't think that that's going to happen now, man. You know, Atlanta's rolling downhill. They're handling the business. Mid third quarter, in the third quarter." This game's over. I'm like, mm mm. That's Mr. Brady. Why did I keep saying that's Mr. Brady? Tom Brady, for those who don't know, who's the quarterback for the New England Patriots, who, even though as a Bears fan, it it I don't I don't like saying it, but it's true. Is the greatest quarterback who's ever put on a helmet. You know, I used to say Joe Montana, but I just gotta give it up. This guy's like forty two years old and he's still elite. Anyway. I knew that Mr. Brady, Tom Brady, knew how to win, knew how to take over a game, knew how to impose his will on the opposing team, and he knew how to uh, inspire hope in his own team. It's, It's the Michael Jordan factor. I have Michael Jordan on my team. We're always in the game. I have Tom Brady on my team, we're always in the game. I have Joe Montana on my team, we're always in the game. You might say now you can, you know, whoever the your favorite athlete is and whatever sport it team sport it is. If they're on the field or on the court, we're always in the game. When you have when you're that good and that consistent, you can produce not only hope for your own life, you'll inspire hope for others. But if you can't produce the results consistently, there's something that you don't know. And here's the thing, it might be a complete blind spot. It might be a a space where you don't know what you don't know. And it's nothing like not knowing what you don't know. Because you you can live under the illusion, we can live under the illusion that we have all the bells and whistles handled. That's a metaphor, by the way, for people who don't live in the United States. Sometimes I forget that this show goes other places. In other words, you might think you have it all together. You know what to do and how to do it. And you might be missing some key things. Back to the book. Next paragraph, it says, poor people are often trying to prove that they're right. They put on a mask as if they got it all figured out, and it's just some stroke of bad luck or temporary glitch in the universe that has them broke or struggling. One of my famous lines is, you can be right or you can be rich, but you can't be both. Being right means having to hold on to your old ways of thinking and being. Unfortunately, there are the ways that got you exactly, these are the ways that got you exactly where you are now. This philosophy also pertains to happiness in that you can't be right. You can be right or you can be happy. So always seek the new, higher and better way. Don't relax on your good. Don't relax on what you produced yesterday. Everything can be done better in life. Everything can be done better in life. Everything can be done better in life. I don't care how good you are at what you do. It can be done better. There will always be um, somebody that's going to come along that's going to make you say, Hey, that person was great, but this person right here, that's something else. In sports or anything else. But you can be excellent. And still realize you can be better. And here's the thing. Sometimes people will hit a peak. But that don't mean they don't keep striving to get better. And pushing yourself to be the best version of you at whatever stage of life that you are in. What do I mean by that? You, If you're a uh, for instance the heavyweight champion of the world at age thirty is highly un- it's highly unlikely that you'll be the heavyweight champion at age sixty. Now why is that important to recognize okay, what's the best version of me now not what's the best version of me then? What is there for me to do now? How do I handle that? Now, this is a part of the growth. So back to the book. He goes on to say on page 180, he quotes Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn, rather. If you keep doing what what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. That's a good quote. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you've always got. So if you t- stop and take a look, how do I structure my day? What do I do? I told my uh Bible class at c u t and the Johnny Coleman Institute last night that I want them to dedicate between classes three days of thirty minutes. Of reading, now, that's not a lot of reading to be in a class. But I know that most people aren't going to dedicate 90 minutes a week at one sitting just to knock out the chapter or chapters they need to read to keep up with the class. So I said, "Hey, don't try to come in the, come to class and try to cram all of these pages." In one setting, read it for 30 minutes. And I said, a clean 30 minutes. Now, what is a clean 30 minutes? A clean 30 minutes is without the texting, without checking your social media, without the calls, without checking your emails, playing games on your phone, or any other distractions. A clean 30 minutes of focused concentration on your subject matter. Now, what I would really recommend to somebody, but these but you gotta give people baby steps. What I would recommend if a person really wanted to get some breakthroughs on some things is in their knowledge base of developing the information, you still got to put it into action. But just to build up the knowledge base, 30 minutes a day. Now, that might not seem like a lot, but in the world of distraction, it's a lot. Because for some people, just sitting down and listening to this podcast live or later is a massive um, uh, demonstration of concentration. I know that some people are listening to this while they're doing other things, and that's cool. I'm not tripping about that. Thanks for the support. Love you. But I still believe in the benefit of reading a book. I listen to things, I watch videos, I listen to stuff, I learn from different ways. The book allows me to contemplate and go back in a different kind of way. You know, you can rewind audios and videos or whatever, but just to stop and ponder on something and just look at it, and just look at it. And just look at it. So let me ask you this question How much time do you spend daily and weekly studying self improvement, studying prosperity, studying? Whatever the subject matter is you want to study. Now, here's what I do know. Based upon what I've read and what I, when I talk to other people, folks, many times, don't do 10 minutes of even a guided meditation. go on YouTube find a guided meditation Kelly Howe who I love by the way and just sit with it and allow the process of centering yourself to happen because you can read about it but eventually you gotta do it but you gotta read about it first You discipline in your mind So it's time for us to take our break. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Before I get back into the book, I got a couple of commercial things I have to cover. As you know, as I say every week or state every week, This show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give. My request is, and my ask is that you go to unityonlineradio.org or the shortcut unity.fm and click on the donate button and help support this online ministry that sends this new thought message and this positive thinking message and this universal law message all around the world. You know, uh, my show by itself is in multiple continents and different countries in North America, you know, including, you know, Caribbean and, uh, you know, Africa and Europe, um, et cetera. So just check it out. You know, you know, allow spirit to speak to your heart. And I do know that there are people who, Uh, have been listening to this show for a while and you, you're really getting fed by it. Um, And, you know, I think that part of working the law is supporting those folks who help you grow, who help you get the life you desire, who help expand your understanding. This is the reason why even a thing like the tithe matters. You tithe the way you're spiritually fed. And, you know, so I do uh, appreciate those who um, support this show because it allows us to be able to go forward and do some of the things. We've also had, you know, obviously some people who, who um, you know, have contacted the ministry, contacted me personally and let me know just how much this show means to them. And I'm grateful that for the last seven years, seven plus years, I've been able to give you some hardcore metaphysics that have helped you expand your knowledge base and hopefully transform your life. Uh, let me continue on my commercial for a moment. Christ Universal Temple is having as a guest this Sunday, uh, author, lecturer, uh, Oprah Winfrey Buddy. uh, the speaker, and who is also now a presidential candidate, Marianne Williamson, who is very famous in metaphysical circles for writing the book, uh, uh, A Return to Love, and other books that are based upon metaphysical principles, she'll be the guest speaker from 10.30 a.m. until 12 noon, or noon, 12 noon, noon is 12, so 10.30 a.m. until noon, central time, and she's going to be speaking on the spirit of America. And I think that this will ha- this will give us a good opportunity to see how the spiritual principles that we espouse can impact the world and help make the world a better place for everybody, or as our science of mind buddies always say, building a world that works for everybody. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, I strongly encourage you to come out and see Marianne Williamson speak. She's also going to do a book signing after service, signing her new book, The Politics of Love, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. Also, we have... um, uh, Well, that's enough about that. I have a seminar coming up on October 19th at Christ Universal Temple, noon until two PM Central Time called or titled Understanding Who You Are. So again, if you're in the Chicagoland area, make sure you check that out. Double back to, backing to Marianne for a moment. You can if you're not in the Chicagoland area, you can watch it on our live stream at CU Temple C U Temple dot org, C U Word Temple dot org, or you can go directly to the YouTube page. Go to YouTube, put in the search engine, CUTemple.org, click on CU Temple, You should be able to see the live stream. Uh, obviously, it's pro- probably much easier just to use it through the website, but you do what you do. I know you can make it work. So back to me now. Also, on October 20th, I'll be giving or delivering the sermon at Christ Universal Temple, 1030 a.m. to noon. And the title of my sermon is The Truth About Prayer. The truth about prayer so you don't want to miss it it's going to be uh, a fantastic day we got a lot of things going on that day we're uh we're doing a grand opening for our bookstore cafe it was a bookstore now it's a bookstore cafe and really almost like a meet and greet conference room business room I mean, It's it's going to be really nice and we're also having our uh, Founders Fruit fundraiser recognition that day. So it's going to be a lot of good moving pieces that day. So we definitely welcome you to come out. The other thing is, this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms, with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you like the, sh- like the page, that you share the content on the page, that you give it a five star rating, and write a positive review. And please do the same on Apple Podcasts. And Stitcher. In other words, help us put together a situation and circumstance where we can uh, continue to spread this message abroad. All right. So, anyway, as I was saying, let me get back to the book now that I've covered the commercials. Back to page 180. He says in the third paragraph, quoting Eric Hoffer, The learners shall inherit the earth while the learned will be beautifully equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. Another way of saying that is if you're not continuously learning, you will be left behind. You'll be left behind. You know, you have to figure out ways to continue to grow and evolve your mind. That doesn't mean you can't honor the past, acknowledge the past, etc. But you can't live in the past. You honor the past by building things like museums. But you can't live in a museum. A museum is a reminder of where we've been so we can so we can you know, one, honor the foundation that we stand upon, but also it's a Way of projecting, okay. Where do we need to go? Okay, this has been done before. This has been done before I showed up. And it's now that I have the baton and it's time for me to run my race. What am I going to do before I turn before I hand the baton to someone else? All right, bottom of the page 180. He says, whenever I offer the Millionaire Mind Intensive Program, I find it interesting that that it's usually the people who are the most broke who say, I don't need the course, I don't have the time, or I don't have the money. Meanwhile, millionaires and multimillionaires all register and say, if I can learn just one new thing or make one improvement, it's worth it. And I'll tell people that all the time. Make it a habit of going to, this is what I would recommend. Make it a habit of going to two... Self-improvement, self-help, seminars a year. Make it a habit. Heck of high water. Two seminars every year. Now, if you can do more, that's great. But that says that you've taken the time, you've cleared the schedule, just so you can be clear. That the only way, um, the only way you can do what you need to do is by consistently pushing yourself to grow. So if you have not gone to a self help seminar, workshop, whatever, in 2019, Start looking around for what you can do. If you can't find a self-help workshop, sign up for a class. Now, I'm a big fan of all-day or weekend seminars. Why all-day or weekend? Because we like to do it a little bit, dab in it a little bit, put our toe in, and we won't even dedicate eight hours. And You're not even working eight hours. To just working on yourself in one day. What I try to do is get someplace to where I can at least work on me for one, a, a, at least one good day. If I can do a couple of days, two, three days, four days, that's even better. What are you doing? to immerse yourself in it because there are times when you have to take yourself out of your life to just function on a certain thing. For instance, I'm going to give an example and hopefully you won't be offended by it, but it is what it is. When you're in the hospital, that's not the time to be worrying about the stuff that's happening at work. When you're at the hospital, They're dedicated to one basic thing, to get you healthy enough to where when you go back into your home, even if you're not going back to work or business or whatever you do, you can maintain and expand the health that has been regained. So the hospital experience with the gown and and the hospital food and the monitors And the doctors and nurses checking you and, you know, you know, people always say, you know, Rev, the hospital is no place to get some sleep. It's not for sleep. It's to help you get better. So, yeah, they're going to come in here and take tests and give medicine and ask questions and sometimes poke and whatever and have procedures and things of that nature because it's an isolated experience for the sole purpose of getting healthier. Now, we're really clear when our bodies are off that we need to go to the emergency room or we need to admit ourselves into a hospital to get ourselves together. And I'm saying if life isn't producing the results you desire, then go somewhere where you can sit down and deal with the health of your prosperity thinking. How healthy is it? Your relationship thinking. Your success thinking. Your career thinking. Your goals. Your spirituality. Your habits. Your practices, etc. Sit down and see what's really going on in your mind and with your behaviors, you can't do that by saying, "Okay, I'm gonna go do this for two hours, and I'm gonna break away and come back and don't touch the subject matter because a lot of times we'll do the work while we're there, and then we'll we won't do anything else but when you but when you're in an all day thing or even better yet, a two three day thing or even better yet, a four or five day thing, but I love the all day thing. Why? Because it pulls you out of life. Now, you make your calls on your breaks and and eat your food and do all the other stuff. But while you're in the session, you're not texting, you're not checking your social media, you're not making calls, you're not doing all that stuff. And you've told people on the front end, hey, I'm off the grid. Unless it's an emergency, I'm good. I'm good. Now. If you have not, I want you to strongly consider it. You might say, well, there's nothing around for me. I don't live in an area where that's possible. Where I am, people don't have those things. Then this is what I would suggest. Find something and dedicate a certain amount of time where you can be on your computer with a pen and a pad, even if it's your phone. And say I'm gonna lock down. This is gonna be my study day when I'm a, I'm gonna sign up for some workshop, I'm gonna sign up for whatever. And if you can't do that, then find you find yourself eight hours worth of video of the speaker you like to follow. Tony Robbins, Michael Beckwith, uh, Galen McDowell, you know, i had to throw that in there. Whoever. But all of us have videos where we can just study and get your pen and pad out and do the work. Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen. Uh, Brian Tracy, uh, Napoleon Hill, Zig Ziglar. It doesn't make a difference who it is. Now, that's not the best case scenario. Why? Because you're in your same situation. You're in the same house or or place where you reside, uh, whatever. So even with that, it's not the best case scenario. You might have to go somewhere else Sit down and do those things. Go to a library and just sit there. Bring your headphones on and something that can charge your phone or, 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 or your computer and the headphones and whatever and and do part of the time there and part of the time somewhere else. Now, why am I drilling down on this so hard instead of the book material? Because this is the practicality. It's like martial art training. Most people don't go home and train as hard as they would if they were in the stu the dojo or the studio. But when you're there with the with your classmates and you're throwing punches and kicks and blocks and whatever, you tend to push yourself because putting the uniform on on tells your mind I'm serious. I always tell people there's something different about putting a uniform on. So if I put my kung fu material uh, uniform on or gi or whatever, uh, whatever. It's different ones that have different feels. If I put something on to do Tai Chi and Qigong, that's a different feel. It tells my brain, this is what we're doing. And we're serious. We're not home. We're not whatever. When I put the uniform on, this is what it is. Now, get serious enough about your own growth to where even if you have to save up money, For the next six months and put stuff aside for you to go to something where you can be there all day or multiple days, do it. Even if it means every paycheck, you have an envelope and you're just doing some things. Just think about it. Just think about it. If you are can get to the space to where you're always constantly growing and challenging yourself, and here's the other key about doing it with other people and not just yourself. Getting around other people who are striving and growing and working through stuff. First of all, you find out that you're not alone. You're legitimately in it, the experience of life. And other people are having some of the exact same challenges you ha- are having. And when you get around other people who are striving to want more or it can shift your paradigm, it can be a hard shift because you're getting around people who want more instead of people who see you the same way, around people who think of you the same way, who have the same expectations that you will live down to, not live up to, live down to. Because if you want more, that means you have to be a different person. And sometimes that different person doesn't uh, mesh well with what you've been. Page 181. He says, middle paragraph, the only way I know for you to have the money you want is to learn how to play the money game inside and out. You need to learn the skills and strategies to accelerate your income, to manage money, and to invest effectively. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Look, if what you've been doing were working, you'd be rich and happy. Anything your mind conjures up as a response is nothing more than an excuse or justification. Hmm. You said. You got to learn how to play the money game. If you want to win in the money game, you got to learn how to play it. You can never win a game when you don't understand the rules. You can never win a game when you don't understand the rules. You can never win a game when you don't understand the rules. You know, every once in a while, you'll see somebody in a major court case on TV saying the defendant decided to. Uh represent themselves, they didn't want an attorney, and they go in, and the majority of them, not all of them, but the majority of them make will make a fool of themselves because they don't understand the legal game it's more than just the letter of the law it's the nuances of the law. What do I mean by that? when you study a thing and you play with it you could you you you've looked at it from multiple angles by Necessity. All right. Next page. Page 182. Success is a learnable skill. You can learn to succeed at anything. If you want to be a great golfer, you, you can learn how to do it. If you want to be a great piano player, you can learn how to do it. If you want to be truly happy, you can learn how to do it. If you want to be rich, you can learn how to do it. It doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter where you are starting from. What matters is that you are willing to learn. Are you willing to learn how to do something different? Because people can say, well, you know, I don't do it this way. I do it that way. Well, you know what? Let's just look at your results. Here's the thing about life. You are judged by your results. Some people are sweet and nice and great folks and they don't get results. You ever work with somebody or have somebody work for you or you might be the person who is sweet as apple pie but they can't get results. They can't do the job. Or they can't consistently show up on time. Or some other reason that's connected to results. And money is a results game. What are the, what are your results? Look at life and say, "Okay, What are my results? One of the things that I have people do in my classes when I teach classes like this at the church is I have them write down or estimate every year. First, I ask them, how long have you been working? Some people say, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 45 years, 50 years sometimes. Now, go back and estimate what you made every year. And then, take out your phone, use the calculator, and add up how much money you have earned as a working adult. And when people see those totals, they're amazed, many times upset or frustrated, because they know that there's no reason why they shouldn't be a multimillionaire. Even, you know, with a few tweaks here and there of saving and investing, just that by itself. Now, Starting a business, not owning, you know, multiple buildings and real estate and all the other stuff, just putting something aside when you were a sixteen-year-old cashier or 20 year twenty-year-old working in Starbucks or whatever, putting it aside to. For investment, for compounding, and putting aside enough to deal with emergencies, and so and, and living at a at a conscious level of what it is. I'm not even talking about the taxes that the government takes and all that, et cetera, et cetera. And some of that is deferrable as well. Many people look at those lists and say, "Wow, I'm gonna challenge you to do it." Sit down and write down what you estimate. And be conservative. If you're not sure about those early years, be conservative. Go under what you think it it was if you're not sure. And then add up all the money you have earned since you started working. And then you'll see that you've had more than enough to get rich. with some adjustments. And that adjustment might be something as simple as I need to eat beans and rice for lunch or I need to cut back on shopping or I need to figure out how to live below means. Whatever that might be. Think about it. And be willing to grow and do something different. Find a financial plan financial planner, do your research on people who have things you can, programs you can do you can research whatever and get a plan get a plan get a plan and make your money work for you You, and I understand I got expenses, I got this, I got responsibilities I get that but time is going to keep going by And if you don't do anything, you'll just show up later in life with no money. So God bless you, and I'll be with you next week with True Transforms. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.